Welcome to episode 12 of Show Yourself, Mr. Jasmine. Yeah, so today we have audience intercommunication. We have news of elderly stowaways from Chris. Tom's going to talk about an AI hit parade. Hmm. We have news from Nebraska City, amazing facts, and a bit of nonsense. Enjoy the show. This is a podcast we hope you enjoy. We talk about news and facts and all the things that we hope you'll enjoy. It's called Joe Yourself, Mr. Jazz. Morning, lads. How you doing, Chris? Morning, Pete. Very well, thank you. Yeah, good. Good man. Tom, how are you? Fine, yeah, yeah. All right. Um... You know my birthday's coming up quite soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. End of next month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all know we all know that, Pete. Yeah. Have you got your parcels in the post yet? Why are you sending us something? No, no, Chris, it's my birthday. You should be sending me something. You know, parcels are delayed and stuff due to the current situation. If I told you if I had or hadn't, it would spoil the surprise. Right, okay. It's a colouring in book, isn't it? I reckon. Uh, no, the surprise is it's nothing. <laughs> I think I've sent you might might just get in- intercepted, um, and both of us might get into trouble. Oh, okay, well I look forward to that then. Um, no, so I bought one of those soda streams. Do you remember them? Mm. Uh, yeah. Let me think. Yes. Right. <laughs> so I'm doing my. You know, I'm an environmentalist, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing my yeah. bit for the environment because this is reusable plastic I've got in my hands here, right? Um, so it says on the instructions, if you want it fizzy, push once. And if you want it extra fizzy, push twice on the soda stream button thing. So do you know what I did? I did it seven times. <laughs> <laughs> Explode. Do you know that skin you've got on the roof of your mouth? Yeah, um, skin. I've got some of that here. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't got any of that anymore. So <laughs> You don't need it. You don't need it. It's like your fingernails. Not necessary. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, what's new with you, Tom? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. Uh, just um, I suppose this will be out before we've got April, before your birthday. We've got April Fools coming up, haven't we? We do indeed. Yes. Yeah. Like to get on the old Jape train. <laughs> I I hate April practical, Fools. Practical jokes: filling filling the downstairs toilet with with apples, filling the upstairs toilet with with Lego, or going to the zoo and letting all the animals out. <laughs> but before midday, apparently, yes, which I've never yes. understood. All right, Chris, what's new with you, mate? Uh, I would like to say Lola Padrig Sunagit. Yes, yes, Skylick, yeah. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. And for the benefit of the listeners, Chris is wearing a lovely green uh, hooded top. Is that Chris? Yes, I am. It is a, yeah, for uh, obviously I'm wearing this in, in, in respect of my Irish roots. Good man. Fair play. Yeah. So, yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. Uh, and uh, yeah, the very different one. I imagine the pubs being shut hit our unofficial sponsors, Guinness, quite, quite hard. Yes, they are, I yeah. expect, yeah, they'll be wanting to recoup their money in the next 20, uh, 12 months. Yes, yeah, sad, sadly, no no, no pubs, no parades. No. Maybe next year. 
No promotional massive Guinness hats. Oh, I've got, I've got, I'm sure I've got one in the wardrobe somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we all have. Yeah. Are, uh, just, are, are listeners aware of our Irish heritage? I know we were promoted as a UK slash Japanese-based podcast, but I don't think we've ever spoken about our Irish roots and our Irish uh, listenership is very poor. <laughs> <laughs> Non-existent for people who are actually in Ireland, I think. Yeah. All of us born and raised in uh, in the UK, but, yeah, we've all got... Um, all, we've all got... Uh, Second or third generation, aren't we? Yeah, I'm about 12% Irish. It's not that okay. Irish, really. Yeah, great-grandfather. That's about it. My mother was born in, in London, but both her parents were Irish. So I guess that makes me 50% Irish. I think that's how it works, yeah. That's quite a good... <laughs> It's quite a large number, isn't it? It's, it's, it's quite it's quite a lot of Irishness. It's half, it's half of you, Chris. Which half? Yeah. Bottom half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's good. That's what that's the part that holds all the drink. Yeah. Yeah, so I I, I my my dad was from Ireland and my mother uh, my so my mother's half Irish, so yeah. I, I raise your 50%, say 75%. Yeah. You win, you win. <laughs> Tom is officially the most Irish person on this podcast. What's your favourite beer? Why do we cry? What's the best thing? Do it stale. Your hair is amazing. Would you like to see the rest of it? That hair. Have you tried using it from the scene? Have I done so? Fucking shit. It's intercommunication. Okay, then. So on the topic of St. Patrick's Day, Niall in Nagoya, but Niall is uh, originally from Ireland. Um, he's been in touch about St. Patrick's Day in Japan. All right. So before the pandemic, there were 13 parades in Japan. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And many of them were helped or organised by a very good Japanese friend of mine based in Yokohama. He is the only non-Irish person to receive the Irish Presidential Award for Services to Ireland, and he has helped to turn famous attractions in Yokohama green last year. Yeah, so fair play to that bloke. He doesn't mention him by name, but uh, yeah. No, I don't want to don't want to big him up too much. <laughs> I mentioned his name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who cares? Like, he's, he's, if you mention his name, you'll be the most popular person on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't have that, can we? Mm. Um, yeah, also, Gemma in Brisbane um, has been in touch. And she said, um, yeah, so I was recently on a team-building exercise where we had to write letters to our future selves. And I wondered what I'd write in a letter to my past self. And at what age I'd send it to, how about you guys on the pod, LOL, that means laugh out loud. Um, yeah. So I've written, can I, if I may, I've written a letter. Can I read it out to you? Can we stop you? Um, no. No. <laughs> okay. Be quiet, please. Dear 12-year-old me. Hello. 
First, study about them computers. They'll be quite important in the future. Also, stick a fiver or the Japanese equivalent on Leicester City to win the Premier League in 2015-2016. Lastly, whatever you do, don't get a tattoo drunk on your 19th birthday with a bloke called Sid. Lots of love, future me. Fair enough, Andy. Sound advice. Were you listening? <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I was contemplating everything you were saying. Okay. Sound yeah. advice. So you, uh, you're going you're gonna to get rich and not make a big mistake with your tribal band. Right. <laughs> it, it was a mistake. Pete, Pete, it? It, it, it's, a, it's a strong tattoo. It's a, it's a strong tattoo. No, actually, yeah, you've just shown us it, it's, it's, it's poor. <laughs> it's very of its time, is it not? Yes, it's very yeah, late. It and the stupid very thing about it was, I just picked it off the wall. And you know, I had no idea what I wanted and just said, I'll, I'll have that. That's not what you should do, is it? No, you shouldn't were do you, that. Were you visibly kind of drunk? Because I'm, I'm sure there's like a, a law that says, you know, tattooists can't have a go on your skin if you're, if, if you're drunk. I'd had a good five or six pints, I'd have thought, yeah. I got a, I got a, I got a tattoo in Poland when I was very drunk. Drunk to the point that I was asleep in the tattooist chair. <laughs> but laws in Poland at that time may not have been what they are, perhaps in the UK, and they carried on regardless. I, I'm lucky that I came out with what I asked for <laughs> and not some kind of <laughs> facial spiderweb tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you dodged a bullet there. I really did. And, it, and, to, and to be fair, yeah, that is a good tattoo. It is, uh, yeah. And this is the thing, people say... Don't don't get tattoos. Don't get them when you're young. And for any young people, listen to your parents. Don't listen to me. But people say, "Oh, you, you'll regret that when you're older." Well, I've got a fair number of tattoos, and to be honest, you stop you stop like noticing them, so you don't regret them. If I was living in the UK, I wouldn't regret it. But in Japan, you can't go to the gym. Uh, you can't enter a swimming pool, the beach, hot springs, bathhouses. These kind of things are all. Off, off the table if you've got a tattoo. Because, exactly, because it's associated with criminality. Yeah, it's associated with the Yakuza. Um, so they can't put up a sign saying no gangsters, right? So they have to put up a sign saying no tattoos, and then, you know, by association, that basically means they don't want those criminals in their establishments. Uh, can't you just put yeah. waterproof makeup on it? I have done, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. done that at the beach before, yes. Yeah. But you are in the Yakuza, though, Pete. That's why you left the UK, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I remember you vividly being groomed by the, <laughs> by the Japanese mafia, and you went with them willingly. Yeah. I remember it. I remember at school, all the, all of his all at the, the back of his exercise book, there'd be little pictures and and little little things like graffiti saying, "I want to be in the Yakuza" and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I've only got nine fingers as well. That was from birth. All <laughs> oh, right. All right, then. So um, have either of you, I've, I've give, given both the lads a bit of notes on this. Um, Gemma, uh, so have you penned a letter to your past self? Yeah. Chris, do you want to go first, mate? Yeah, it's very brief. Very okay. brief. Uh, but it gets to the point of things that have haunted me since. 
Dear 12-year-old Chris, your mum will find the bongo mags and snouts. Yours sincerely, 42-year-old Chris. <laughs> Which were you more embarrassed about? The, the gentleman's interest magazines. So, uh, so for the for the, the benefit of listeners who may not be familiar outside the UK, in fact, a lot of people within the UK actually, a bongo mag is a bongo mag, grumble mag, however you want to phrase it, is basically a, a top shelf pornographic magazine, popular in the well up until probably the early two thousands, mm. where the internet, ex, you know, <laughs> exploded for want of a better word. Um, uh, and uh, it, it was a, almost a rites of passage that these things would get handed around secretly, school 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 break times, usually passed down from an older brother and things like that. Uh, and I ended up with a, a collection of these as kind of a 13, 14-year-old boy under my bed, naively thinking that no way would my mum, who was a traditional housewife at the time and didn't go to work during the day, there's no chance at all that she would ever look under my bed. Well how wrong I was. I do remember coming home from school one day to have a look at my the, the, the treasure beneath the bed to find that they'd been sorted neatly into a pile and placed inside a supermarket carrier bag. Did you get in trouble? No, it was never mentioned. It was never, we never spoke about it, but we both knew. Right. She's listening, isn't she, to this? She does listen. Do you think enough time has passed for you to laugh about no. it now? No. Well, I think I think we can both laugh about it, but we should never laugh about it when we're together. <laughs> we'll, I'd be happy for us to a- acknowledge that this has been mentioned, but never speak about it. Still. Okay. Fair play. Uh, Tom, how about you, mate? Have you penned an epistle to your past self? No. Nah. Okay then. Um, I, w- I wouldn't. I, w- I wouldn't bother, uh, and I wouldn't read it. Um, I never open letters. Ask my wife. I'm, I'm terrible like that. So I wouldn't open it. So that's why I haven't sent one. How about if kind of Scrooge esque, you could visit your 12 year old self? Would you perhaps? You'd freak yourself out, wouldn't you? Yes, I've had a. I've had a dream like that. Uh, I, it, it could have been real. I had a dream when I was a kid that I saw this face th- through a window. And it was like it it was wearing weird clothes and it, it was like scowling and it and it scared me so much it woke me up. And I remember looking in the mirror recently and thinking, that scowl, that's that's me now. <laughs> so maybe you have visited your former self in dream. I think I probably haven't just scared myself. Right. You didn't pass along any wisdom or anything. No. Just, no, just 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 emotional damage. <laughs> And it's still a greater gift. So, yes, thank you, Gemma. And thank you, Niall, for getting in touch. If anybody else wants to get in touch, please do. Yes, well done. Yeah. Yes, well done. Yeah. All right, Chris, do you have some news for us? I do. Um, my news this time comes from the Toronto Sun. Uh, and the interesting thing about this is that the Toronto Sun ran a story about nothing to do with Toronto. And yet I found it anyway. Um, Headline is serial stowaway arrested once again in Chicago. Up, up and away, 
except without a ticket. Illinois senior Marilyn Hartman, who authorities say has sneaked on board 20 to 30 flights without a ticket since 2002, was arrested for allegedly trying to do it again on Tuesday, according to the New York Daily News. Hartman, 69, was detained on the non-secure side of O'Hare Airport and did not make it past any checkpoints. She was not allowed in the airport due to restrictions from a previous arrest, according to reports. She has her own Wikipedia page and even sat for an interview on Monday with CBS where she detailed some of her past adventures. Hartman said she's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder but has consistently resisted attempts in court to question her mental health. So this is the story of elderly pensioner from Illinois, Marilyn Hartman, who just seems addicted to travelling on aeroplanes without actually purchasing a ticket. Mm. And I like I like that a lot. It's a victimless crime. Does she, does she go out of the airport, or, or does she just like stay in that you know immigration kind of space place? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she's she's made it on board planes and flown. Uh, it, she doesn't just always get arrested at the airport. Um, she seems to enjoy it a lot. And when I saw the photograph of her, she looks like a lovely, lovely, jolly elderly lady. That's uh, how she does it. Yeah. Yeah. You're always going to trust a, a jolly elderly lady. Winking a nudge and she's on yeah. the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, oh the, my boarding pass is right at the bottom of my bag. I could stand here and dig through it for 10 minutes. Oh, but, but me, back, me, me back hurts, young man. Oh. Yeah. Oh, go on. Get on. Uh, but it made me wonder if, uh, if uh, off the back of this story, if either of you two have either ever travelled without a ticket or have sneaked into anywhere where you shouldn't sneaked in i'll give you a bit of i'll give you a bit of of of, uh, of time here i've got an example of this okay so it's not traveling uh, i've never sneaked onto a flight but i did once i did once manage to get trackside at a formula renault race event um and i managed to get into the pits you know where they they, 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 these were like formula sort of three cars, very, very fast cars. It was a professional race, and it was this, this business thing we'd been invited on. Um, I'd had a few beers. Anyway, so I, I, I managed to – I'm not even interested in racing, but it was a day out and it was free. Um, and I managed to get down into like the pits areas, and I was in where they were working on the cars, and the race was happening at the time. Very dangerous, actually, that I was there. Um, and I remember asking someone at the back of like a garage area, someone who looked like the work experience lad, if I could have an old tyre, could I just have one of the old tyres? And he sort of went, sort of grunted at me and nodded. So I took one and I wheeled it around all day. This is like quite early on in the event. I wheeled it around all day. The thing was heavy and a lot bigger than you might expect. Yeah. Uh, And when I left at the end of the day to, to go through the exit, I was met by two police officers and two very, very pissed off looking mechanics <laughs> yeah, right. who, who took the tire off me and informed me that one, it wasn't old and I shouldn't, <laughs> and I shouldn't have taken it. And two, it was worth several thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to stress how close I was to making it out of the racetrack with this. I mean, yeah. I had, I'd had this thing with me all day. I was metres away from freedom. Oh. 
So but you, you escaped arrest, though, didn't you? It was all, yeah, there was a there was a reasonable explanation for it that I, I as unlikely as it sounded, I had asked and sort of the gesture yeah, of being, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what, whatever. I was thinking maybe that's how you ended up in Broadmoor. No, that's not. No, 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 that was, that was something very different. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the 2002 World Cup was in Japan? Japan and Korea? Yes, you used yes. to wake up very early and go Great, to the pub. Yeah. Great yeah. tournament. So I kind of one of the reasons why I went to Japan was to teach English for a year and then at the end of that year go to the World Cup, right? And also your connection with the Yakuza. And, and that, of course, yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really sneak in, but more sneaked out. So we were kind of in this group of men all wearing England shirts and like singing songs and stuff, right? Like a horde, you know, a herd of, of football supporters. And we were penned in and they said, you've got to wait an hour here. So I Ugh. spoke to one of the security guards and I said, uh, in Japanese, I asked him, I said, excuse me, mate, um, but I could do, we go to the toilet. Can I just pop in that shop over there? And he was that kind of confused and astounded that I spoke to him in Japanese that he just said, oh yeah, sure. And then I, me and my mate, actually, we got out while all the other uh, supporters was saying things like, oh, come on, get to go to the shop. We're going to stay here. That kind of thing. Mm. Where did you go to pub? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With me, Yakuza mates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chop another finger off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I don't have any uh, specific interesting stories other than getting let into gigs. I've not, not snuck into anywhere. Very boring. I'm going to work on it, though. I'm going to work on sneaking into something. Maybe you should write a letter to your 12-year-old self to sneak into more places and travel without tickets. It's done. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? All right, and so, Tom, have you got some news for us, mate? Yeah, a little story. Um... What do you think? What, what what's the first thing you think about when I, when when you when I use the phrase AI, artificial oh. intelligence, danger? What's that? Danger, danger, potential danger. Yes, mm. you probably think of Arnie, don't you, with his eye gun all red flailing about, mm. screaming, "I'll be back!" Or or yeah. Neil from the Matrix. Uh, here's here's an AI story then. Uh, so some boffins have used AI to create um, uh, chart hits. These nerds have trained uh, a neural network all about the history of the UK music charts and forced it to create its own top 40. Should we see what these spuds have come up with? Yeah, yeah please do. I'm yeah. quite interested in this, actually. Mm. It's an actual top 40. Uh, so obviously, the names of the songs are just made up, and also the artists. So do you want me to? There's a top forty. So do you want me to go, go from ten to one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at ten is "For the Sour" by the Free Nerdy. Number nine, "The Will of the Beat" by Lud Love and the Barley Bent. Eight works by Lube for Dongan. Number seven, 
Me Bold, The Call of the Shangan. Number six, Billion Sex by the by the Kender Brothers. Who else? Yeah. Number five, A Rod in All Haste by Chal Rickart. Number four, The Just Do One uh, by the Dithercum, featuring Manda Feely and Nemi Star. Number three, Furry the Ming by Robris Brothers. Number two, I Love You <laughs> by Bert and the Simple Brain. And number one, what else could it be but Chanta in the Wind by Eli. Uh, other favourites in the top 40 were, were Phil Eyes the Poon by <laughs> by, Claire, by Clary featuring uh, Key Citine. Citine. Uh, number 22, I Um by The Puss. Uh, World of Rice by Pandel Donga. Everyone knows Pandel. Um, and Knives by Binstender Rams. All of these were produced by artificial intelligence, right? Yes. Not by you. No, no, no. Not off the top of your head. No. <laughs> Not from the deepest parts of your mind. This is AI. This is AI. Oh, I Pete, can, I, can I thank you here, Pete? Because do you know what's just happened, don't you? I, I forgot about Tom's past history with this. Because he's slightly veered off it in recent weeks, I forgot that he's often led us down the garden path with his news stories. You see, what he's done, Chris, is lulled you into a false sense of security. Does that look, fi- does that look fictional to you? He's doing it again. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mm. All right. Anybody could do that, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps yeah. I but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I've got some questions. Uh, some of those. Some of those names were very good. I particularly enjoyed Fairy the Ming. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's very I, I, good. A rod in all haste um, is my one of my favourites by Chal Rickard. I think we've all been guilty of that, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've all rod in haste. Um, I mean, I don't so, know about you, but I'm glad these geeks have uh, used all this computing power of the AI for this, and not for not waste it on stuff like um, solving climate change or curing cancer or mm, ending inequality or anything mm, like that. Yeah, obviously, this is far better time span. Yeah, yeah. My, my do you know what my problem was with, with this? It's like so at the beginning of this, I said, uh, you said, what's your what's your first word that you think of when you think of AI? And I said, danger, because you think about uh, robots or computer Terminator. systems, Terminator or whatever, taking over humanity, killing us off, or computer systems shutting down our vital, you know, whatever our, 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 the, the things that we need. And yet, every time I hear a story about AI. It's just not quite right. Okay, so if I, if I, if I fed the entire top forty of the last what sixty years into a computer, a supercomputer, a computer with a brain supposedly faster and quicker and more reactive than mine, I'd expect good results. Right, this thing has this thing's probably cost millions of pounds to do. I expect good results. What I don't expect is it to take every word of the last sixty years of the, the top forty and then recreate words that don't actually exist. What is chanter in the wind? Like, it's just taken, like, millions of words and come up with chanter. What is that? 
No one's <laughs> no, going to call I their mean... band The Poon unless they're a <laughs> punk band. <laughs> Pan- Pan- Pandel Donger is one of my favourite band names. Or Bin Stender Rams. Me, me bold. Me bold. bold. It's, bro- it's broken English. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. By, by the call of Shangen. Which also doesn't make sense, unless they're saying about the call of a Chinese city, perhaps. But, yeah, just useless. Once again, let's not fear AI anymore. This is all it's capable of. Yeah. I think we're all right for the moment. Mm-hmm. Any songs or... um. Or, or, or band names that like that you know of that that sound weird, real ones. Well, that that I mean that weird. Let me say, yeah. I mean, Japan has lots of them. Um, I can't think of any of them right now. A maximum, the hormone. That's quite um. That 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 they they fit right in here. Intercourse, guess... the penguin. That's another one. Yeah. You see, I, come in, I see where they're coming from with that. I can see what they're trying to say. It's not very nice, but I can see what they're trying to say. Uh, I guess with Japanese um, bands who go for English names, I guess something might be lost in the translation, the, the, yeah. as, as it would if I tried to name an English band a Japanese name. I wouldn't get it quite right, I'm sure. Totally. So I, can, yeah. I can see what they're trying to say with the penguin, the poor, poor penguin. <laughs> Is this that same penguin that was cottaging in the toilets last week? One of the same. What it, it's what it was after. <laughs> Chris, do you have some news for us all the way from... Are you not going to compliment me on my French horn playing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've really worked on that. Forget it. Forget it. No, no, do it. Uh, yeah, well, perhaps we're just taking it for granted now, Chris. Mm, seems Did like you, you are. Mm, sorry. It's okay. I'll try less hard next week. See if that. See if you notice that. Anyway, yeah, I am taking us all the way to Nebraska City. And the Nebraska Press says, in one of its stories, Cargill, odour, disgust at Nebraska City Council meeting. Uh, and this is written by uh, Julie Julie Davis. You know Julie Davis, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Julie, yeah. 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 Uh, Julie seems to write a lot for the news press. A lot of the stories seem to... My- do you remember, like, Russ used to do a lot for the Grand Tribune? Julie seems to be the... Yeah, she cha- go she to. Cha- Julie uh, get to give her a juice. She she channels the news really well. She does, it's, and for me, she's epitomising uh, the news in Nebraska City. Yeah, it's like she, own, it's, it's like it, she owns it, it. Yeah, she's hardworking. She really is. Well, here she is anyway. She's got a story about this odor. Okay. Citizen request for Nebraska City City Council to address the odour associated with the Cargill Nebraska City protein processing plant provided about a half dozen citizens the chance to make their voices heard during the March 15th council meeting. Michelle Jorgensen submitted the request for the matter to be placed on the agenda. It seems like a silly request, she said, but it stinks and it's getting to be overbearing. 
City Administrator Lou Leone read a letter from Cargill. These are the, the alleged offenders. Throughout the summer of 2020, we made minor modifications to the sanitation process inside the plant. They, include, they included an increased use of a specific cleaning agent, which inadvertently caused a decline in the bug life in the wastewater lagoons. Unfortunately, the health of our system was impacted. Jan James asked the city to pursue independent, unannounced testing to hold Cargill accountable for the source of the smell. It's our health versus the money they're making, she said. Shelley Stewart asked what impact the smell might have on tourism after she could hardly stand the odour after she left a meal at the Lyde Lodge. Debbie Schallenberger noted the odour problem has been present for several years. We've been given excuses and it's not getting better, she said. So... We don't need excuses. Uh, no, no, we don't. Uh, and yeah, there's a bit of a stink being kicked up in Nebraska City. Can I ask a question, Chris? Yes, you can. I don't really understand what protein processing is. Could you explain? No it one. To me? No, nobody. Nobody no, does. Pe- 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 nobody does. They just have to do it. it you don't question it. You just accept it. No one knows why or what it's for. But, and probably most of the people in Nebraska City don't know what it's for, but it is causing a stink and that's enough. And it's yeah, time, things got to change. I just, I can't even imagine what it looks like once they've finished the process. Don't, 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 don't imagine it. Don't even picture it in your mind. Just don't, don't dwell on it. Don't dwell well, on just, it. Well, I just have. Ugh. Move on. Don't think about it. It's, uh, they, oh, they, they deserve better anyway than this stink. I think, right, okay, so it's got something to do with natural organisms that I believe were in the processing of whatever they're processing at the bad bacteria, like yeah. a yoghurt. Yeah. Yeah. A they yogurt. use a different cleaning agent. I know what is. This yeah, is what so happens when you, you mess with the natural like ecosystem of things. They put a bit of bleach in, haven't they? See if they can speed things up. They've yeah. killed the bacteria. Now it stinks. Okay. What, well, yeah? I didn't do very well at science at school, so this is no. quite a lot for me to take in. It's a difficult subject. What do you think it smells like? Mm. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> could Probably. do, couldn't it? Could, could do. That's, nobody likes that smell, do they? No, I don't. Don't. There is um, literally nobody who likes that smell. <laughs> I was hoping maybe yoghurt, like an off yoghurt, but we can go with poo. <laughs> Yeah, if it's an offensive smell, smell, it's probably it's probably that, isn't it? It's not. If it's they're not going to complain about a night like uh, if it smelled like golden grahams or something like that. Oh yeah, no one's going to complain about something that smells like biscuits. Yeah, in, in or, or cookies in America. In, in so at the, there used to be a malt factory in Grimsby where where, where oh, I grew, where I I grew up. Smell, I can get my nose ringed. Oh, it was absolutely beautiful. We used to go to this other like, other part of town sometimes to do some shopping. We had to go across a railway bridge to get there, and the railway bridge went directly above the malt factory. And I hated going shopping with my mum, but I would go just to be able to walk past the malt factory and smell it. Addictive. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Mm. In Birmingham, we've got the area Bourneville, where they make Cadbury's chocolate. Yes. yeah. And if you walk around that area, you can sometimes get... A lovely yeah. whiff. A lovely whiff of chuck. I love oh, the smell yeah. of uh, like tarmac. Yeah. Oh, when they're tarmac. laying tarmac. Also, oh, you know, like 
I think it's a bit of a, a kind of a fetish thing I've got. You know, when you get you you go into like a pub or a nightclub or something like that, but it's not like it's in the daytime or in the morning before it's opened, and there's the smell yeah. of like stale spilt beer all over the floor. Oh, I know that's mixed, mixed well. with mixed with bleach. Clean. I love that smell. Yeah. Oh, stale beer, sticky floor, bleach. What about, pe- what about petrol? I like the smell of petrol. Yeah, yeah. I think I used to. I'm not, I'm not so keen anymore. I th- mm. Yeah, I think Chris is getting onto solvent abuse here now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what about, what about glue? <laughs> yeah, the smell of glue, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I hope they get it sorted. We, we, we've spoken about some smells that we like. That's not really the, the gist of the story, though. What's the, what's, what's the worst smell you've ever smelled? I hate the smell of um, uh, uh, clutch clutch oil burning, you know, in the car. Well, I don't like that smell either, only because I imagine it's something that's going to cost me a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just hangs around for ages. Do you remember when you were a kid and you had worms? <laughs> no, I've never had worms. Have you never had worms? <laughs> no, I've, do you know what? I've been very fortunate. I've never had worms and I've never had nits. I've had both. Not recently. I hasn't had. <laughs> no, but we, you had to drink this medicine called Pripsum, which was raspberry flavoured. It was disgusting. The smell of it and the taste. Ugh. You ever had worms, Tom? <laughs> I remember. I, uh, I doubt it. Yeah. Well, I went to school in the late 19th century, so. Did your mum listen to this, Pete? Yeah. I should, she's not, yeah. I don't think she's going to be happy with you announcing to the world about your, your upbringing of nits and worms. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be like, oh, Pete, Pete, don't mention what the neighbour's going to say. It's horrible. It's really itchy and mm, very uncomfortable. All right, Pete. Yeah, okay. Did you scoot yourself along on your behind like a dog on the carpet? <laughs> <laughs> that's how yeah that's how we used to I remember that I remember that that's how we used to do a, when we play round as a, a, a PE it, it's, <laughs> it hit the ball and scoot along to first base like that that's why I was doing that yeah, yeah. scratching that's my why got caught out. Mm. do you want to know the worst smell I ever smelled it, it was yeah. me I, I, I made it the smell <laughs> <laughs> when I was about 11 or something we um my dad got us tickets to go and see uh, an American football match at Wembley. And I can't remember who played. I think it, I think the, the LA Rams was one of the teams and I can't remember who the other team was. Um, anyway, we had to drive down there, I think on the Friday evening after school. I think it was on the Saturday or the Sunday, the match. And uh, my mum was doing as a pack up to take in the car on the motorway. And she had some picnic eggs out that she was going to put in there. So not, not like a Scotch egg, but similar, but smaller, where they diced the kind of the egg up inside. And uh, they, were, they were fine. They were newly opened. They were all in date and everything. I remember picking one up, though, like just to have one on, you know, on the side. And I bit into it. And my immediate thought, even as an 11-year-old boy, was that doesn't taste or smell right. Uh, so I looked at it, and it was kind of inside, the egg bit was like kind of green and black. And, and I thought, oh. well... 
I ate it, I ate, but I ate the remaining half anyway, even though it smelled bad, looked bad, and tasted bad. I ate the whole thing. And then on the remember on the way down to London in the car, uh, on very busy motorways, I remember not feeling too good inside, uh, and I started burping. And my dad was driving. There's only us two in the car, and I was burping, and my dad was going, have you farted? Have you farted, Chris? And I hadn't. I was burping. But they smelt like eggy trumps, but they were burps. But then, they, then I did start breaking wind at the other end, and they smelt even worse like egg. And then I got crippling stomach pains. And I remember just outside Milton Keynes, my dad having to pull onto the hard shoulder, and I had to run into a bush. And yeah, it was bad. There was an explosion, and I felt really poorly. And then that carried on until about two in the morning. And it was the worst time of my life. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds incredibly bleak. Did it was horrible. A, did you eat a fetus? Is that what it was? Was it an unborn <laughs> chicken? I don't think there was any 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 like semblance of some forming animal in there. I just I think it kind of yeah, it's just yeah, it had been exposed somehow. Oh, it was bad when, yeah, it got through control, through quality control into my mouth. Why I ate it and didn't spit it out, I got no idea. Why I continued to eat it after noticing it was bad, I, I still don't know. But, you know, to this day, I still do things like that. Like, I'll, I'll look in the fridge and there'll be something that's gone, you know, out of date. And I'll look at it and go, in my mind, I go, well, in the old days, they didn't even have sell-by dates or use-by dates. So it's fine if I sniff it and taste it, and it's all right, it'll be okay. And yeah, but they, was, they also had tuberculosis and cholera in the old days, Chris, you know. So. Yeah, it never did them any harm. So, like, I have, like, I, I remember, like, eating, like, coleslaw that was that was two weeks out of date. Uh, and But it actually didn't, it didn't affect me at all. I think maybe it made me immune to that going forward, the egg incident. Right. It's time for Amazing Facts. Everybody loves amazing facts, amazing facts about things and people, amazing facts about things that aren't people. Here, Tom. Yeah? You remember the other day when we were doing this podcast and I had a can of Red Bull with me? Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember you drinking the Red Bull. You looked at me with absolute disgust in your eyes. Yeah. So I'm taking it that you don't drink such beverages, energy drinks. No, stay clear. No, I mean that look wasn't about the Red Bull. Um, oh right, but yeah, I don't like. I don't really not keen on on Red Bull. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Energy drinks? Do you go in for them or do you avoid them? Massive, massive no for me. I'd yeah. I'd ban them all tomorrow. Mm. It's quite Can't a problem. Stand isn't it? Them. I can't stand oh. energy drinks, and I can't, and, and, and I don't, I don't agree with people drinking them. Mm. I once taught a class of university students, and there were ten Japanese kids sitting there with bottles of tea, and there were six American students in the class who all had a can of Monster on the desk Oof. in front of them, and I just thought that's inappropriate. I thought it's completely. Unnecessary. That, is. There is there is absolutely no need why anybody would need to have that much caffeine and sugar at the same time mm. at all. 
or, or actually it's probably too much they would actually need for the entire day in that one can yeah. it's uh i yeah can't stand it it's it's like a status thing it's mm. just like oh yeah i need this no you don't have a bowl yeah. of porridge you knob <laughs> So anyway, on to the fact, uh, which was a question, actually, which has more caffeine per 100 millilitres, Red Bull or coffee? What do you think, guys? Tom, what do you reckon, um, mate? I'm going to say Red Bull. Right, okay. Chris, what would you say? Yeah, this is one of those questions where we're all going to look stupid in the end, isn't it? Where we're <laughs> having to go on energy drinks and it turns out that, yeah, but again, I've got, I've got to go with, with the same as Tom, I've got to go Red Bull. Well, actually, you'd both be wrong because a standard cup of coffee has 40 milligrams of caffeine as opposed to just 30 in a Red Bull, which kind of begs the question, why drink them in the first place? Just have a coffee. Yeah, but I guess to, but to replicate a Red Bull, you'd have to have a cup of coffee with about 10 spoons of sugar in it. Well... It's funny you say that. Actually, you'd need a cup of coffee with seven teaspoons of sugar Ooh, in it. That's a lot. Now, my that's, old man... That, that's a minging coffee. My dad says anybody who has sugar in their tea or coffee deserves to be shot. <laughs> fair, fair. Would you go along with that? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> so, all right, so if you came around my house and I said, all right, Tea or coffee? What would you say? Depends what mood I'm in. Okay. So uh, if it's if it's if it's daytime, if it's any time between about whatever time I wake up up until let's say six in the evening, I'll probably go with a coffee. Yeah. After that, I'll go tea. Uh, and you want to know if I have sugar, don't you? Is that part of the question? Yeah. How do you oh, take yeah. it? Uh, white uh, and two sugars. Two sugars. Mm. Well, sweet. too sweet. My dad wants you lined up and shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I only have half a sugar, Pete. Does he just want me maimed or something? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Coffee contains more caffeine than caffeine, Red Bull. Red Bull, yeah. Red Bull. Red Bull. Red Bull. Red Bull. Hi, Steve. How's it going, mate? Well, I know you're me, Lake. Struth. Hope your dog's friendlier than you. Oh, yeah? You can touch him, but don't speak to him in English, Lake. He only understands Japanese after you went on the language, guys, Lake. Well, that's no problem, mate. I can speak Japanese. Uh, konnichi. <laughs> joking like he only knows Chinese not Japanese Krems language course for pets pet talk for multilingual pets okay then so Tom do you have an amazing fact for us fact yes I do fact in 1963 the Bronx Zoo Mm -hmm. had an exhibit called uh, The Most Dangerous Animal in the World. Was it just going to be about eggs again? It's not about eggs again, is it? It was a mirror. So if you looked in it, 
<laughs> it's you. If you looked in it, it's you. Ah. If you, listener, looked in it, it's you. The human being is the most dangerous of all animals. Yes. Well, what if what Gandhi looked yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah. Especially Gandhi. Mother Teresa. Up to. Yeah, especially Mother Teresa. Have you heard some stories? I get their, I get their point, yeah. <laughs> what if, what Don't if say Jesus. Don't <laughs> say Jesus. What if, a lion, get... what if a lion looked in it at the same time that it was eating a baby zebra? <laughs> what if, the, yeah, no, what, what if a zebra in his last thoughts looked in, into the mirror as it's been savaged by the lion? He's not the most dangerous. He's very going to be very soon going to be a dead animal. Is the lion yeah, trying if... to create a hybrid animal? Maybe. Could be. Maybe. Uh, it won't work. Won't well, work. Well, we've been through that, haven't we? Yeah. They're not closely related enough. Zion. Zion. That's a fact. It happened. I believe you. I believe you. Bit of a bit of a like a bit of a you know. Ooh, aren't we clever? Yeah, it's should you really treat paying customers like that? I don't know. It's one of those things where you where you see their good intention, but the average punter like us would find it quite annoying. Yeah, the sentiment so, behind it's slightly irritating. We'd be we'd be first looking around, scanning the the, the local area for like a large, uh, like a, a heavy or metal bin, mm-hmm. and we'd be trying to lift that up mm-hmm. and swing it right into that mirror. Yeah, totally. Yeah, seven years bad luck be damned. It's the type of thing, and it is, it's relatively common these days, isn't it? It's the type of thing where you see it and you think, right, I'll have a look in this mirror then. What's this about? Oh, I'm the most dangerous animal in the world, am I? Oh, I get what you mean, but piss off. <laughs> and, and, and these days, when I look in a mirror, if I'm out and about, Places I look in the mirror and I read a sign that says, um, Please wash your hands for 20 seconds. And I go, Piss off. <laughs> and when I'm walking about places now and I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror, I look at the mirror and I think, God, you're all old and stooped and fat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't let myself go this badly. Are you stooped? No, I just think sometimes I don't carry myself. I don't, my, years of slouching around, and I need to remember to hold my shoulders back more. Slouching around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got a cat, right? He goes outside, he attacks yes, rodents, Pete. rodents and birds. I don't do that. You're trying to say I'm worse than him. Just saying. Well, a question for you, Pete. If you don't do that, as you claim, how comes you've got worms? <laughs> In 2012, 11-year-old Liam Corcoran from Manchester, UK, went to extreme measures to escape a shopping trip with his mother. Having given her the slip in a shopping centre, Corcoran headed for Manchester Airport where, without a passport, ticket or boarding pass, he evaded security checks, metal detectors and gate control to board a Jet 2 flight bound for Rome. 
He was only noticed halfway through the flight and was returned home when the plane flew back to the UK. Good on Liam Corcoran. What a you're, young lad. You're really on the uh, stowaway vibe there this week, aren't you, Chris? Yes. So I, I, I came across the, the stowaway old lady story. I liked it. So then I Googled stowaway facts, and then I came across 11-year-old Liam Corcoran from Manchester and what he'd managed to achieve. And I think, obviously, I am, I'm actually a parent to an 11-year-old child, and if they did this, I'd be at my wit's end and furious when they got back and probably investigated by the social services as well as to how I let this happen. Uh, but seeing as this has nothing to do with my family... Uh, good on 11-year-old Liam Corcoran back then. Uh, I think it's brilliant that not only I, did he... I remember that, yeah. I don't remember it at all, but I, uh, but the fact that he actually was halfway to Rome, he made it into the air, is brilliant. Yeah. And all really because think... he, he didn't want to go shopping. I mean, these airports, they really need to be more strict with their security. It seems awfully lax to me. I think secure. I think the the, um, the airports now should make security their number one priority. <laughs> You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Uh, for various reasons, which we probably shouldn't go into, I think it should be yes of high importance. Since yeah, since that kid snuck on in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, don't forget Marilyn Hartman. Yeah, the six you've forgotten Good. about her already, haven't you? Six sixty nine yeah, old yeah. stowaway. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I'd be very interested. I might have a look into uh, Liam Corcoran, hopefully, because he'll be 21 years old now. Yeah, I bet he's dining out on that with his mates. Telling, yeah. Telling, telling them all about it, getting them to buy him pints. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, is, is the, is, everything's gone all right for him since this in, in, in the last nine years and I'm going to see if I can find some kind of update have a little look for Liam see if we can get an update maybe for a different show that would be that would be good wouldn't it that would be cool you get on that yeah, Chris yeah let's hear from him let's see if we can get a scoop a world exclusive from Liam Corcoran alright that's your lot so if you want to get in touch with show yourself Mr Jasmine please find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at yourself, Jasmine, and you can also email the show at SYMJ at protonmail.com. See you next time.